Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new PA contractor number PA039007. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're talking about the Erie County Community College, and Dr. Christopher Gray is with us. Sir, we appreciate you joining us here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be here. We'd love to talk about the college with anybody who will listen. So Beautiful. So the ECCC uh, and uh, some big doings because we are actually talking about um, – you know, we're getting things started here, right? I mean, uh, we are going to be graduating our students. We, we've got some big things coming up the next couple of weeks. So June 3rd, uh, uh, less than two weeks away now, I think we're just a little, a little over two weeks, we will actually graduate 28 students. Um, 28 students with associate's degree, certificates. 28, okay. Yep. We've got 28 uh, students. Um, we're also going to actually recognize our very first degree is actually going to be an honorary degree to empower Erie. And that oh, is to wow. really symbolize the awesomeness of the people who stood up and said, we deserve better, Erie County. Northwestern Pennsylvania has been underserved for too long, so they've stood up. So we're going to actually recognize Empower Erie and give them the very first degree, an honorary degree, uh, to do that. And then we're going to really shift the focus. We're going to some some uh, uh, one of the, one of the guys from down in Harrisburg is going to come over and do a little talk. And is that right? Yeah, Governor Shapiro will be here to help celebrate with wow. us and. Uh, let our students uh, know and, and talk about how he sees education as the, the key to our workforce and solving some of our economic woes. And so lots of, lots of good stuff happening. That, that, that's tremendous. I mean, so much went into making this happen. And uh, can you talk a bit about what it all took? Because I feel like, um, you know, what, what it started with is different than where we're at right now. Don't you think as far as like uh, even going back to as as recent as you know the Department of Ed having you know I you know it was a two day very dramatic event in order to get the approval right yeah so again so in my memory my first introduction to really Erie County was about I don't know I guess it was ten fifteen years ago I was at an academic conference sitting around having beers with a bunch of other nerdy <laughs> academics. <laughs> And we had all just read in one of the trade rags, the Chronicle or something, we read something about a failed effort to get a new community college. Mm, and we mm-hmm. all said, man, that would be cool, right? To start a college from scratch, get rid of all the stuff that we know and can, doesn't Because you guys were the community college wonks, right? I mean, yeah. you, you knew this upside down. But if I could start from scratch. And literally, that conversation happened for 10 years. And we dreamed. We actually called it the dream team. 
So when we'd meet somebody at a conference, if we thought they could be part of it, we'd say they're on the dream team, right? So if they were visionary, if they thought, if they were fiercely student-centered and said, we're going to get rid of all traditions and all goofiness and we're going to stand up and fight for students no matter what, they were allowed to be a part of the dream team. It's just a dream, right? It, yeah, you're sure. Right. It's just a bunch of drunk nerds sitting around like <laughs> dreaming. Wow. Um, and then all of a sudden, it you all got the movement. It got approved. And so, yeah, that this movement actually started about, I think it was about 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. It was a second movement, right? Right, so yeah. It, it, I guess, it, you know, you could say that it had been on the docket for over 50 years prior to that. And just fits and starts. I mean, frankly, Dr. Gray, we should have had a community college when everybody else got theirs. I don't know why we thought we didn't need one or we were too good for that or whatever political shenanigans were going on back in the 60s. You yeah, know? I can't speak that. 1960, yeah. you saw community colleges pop up everywhere. So mm-hmm. Pennsylvania had 14. The state I came from, Illinois, has 37. Is oh, that right? Yeah, Ohio has, I think, the numbers in the 30s. New York has numbers in the 20s and 30s. For some reason, Pennsylvania didn't do it. And and actually, if you listen to if you listen to the, the Department of Education, they, they, that's a challenge now because we now need that post-secondary education or required skills. You don't need a traditional college degree, but you need a lot of technical training for many of our jobs. Well, now we don't have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We don't have it in place. We have, uh, I think it's 14 PASHI institutions. So we don't have the physical footprint. So if you live in some counties in Pennsylvania, you simply don't have access unless... You're one of the privileged that can pack up the car in September, drive a couple hours away, stay in the dorms. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. But so, yeah, so the, I, I'm really, I do want to make sure we talk a little bit on Power Erie. Um, so Andre Horton and Ron Nicola picked this up and said, you know what? We're done. We're done not getting the representation that we deserve. We're the largest metropolitan uh, community in America that's not represented by a community college. And they took that fight on. And so they, they gathered this group of, of people who thought Erie County can and should do better. And they started meeting every Saturday morning. And for years, they strategized and so forth. And then um, really, and um, I encourage you all, for come out to the graduation. You'll see a video. We've done a video tri- tribute to kind of chronicle this story. Wow. Um, again, June 3rd, 10 a.m., yeah. Erie, Erie West, 2403 West 8th. I hate to call it the old villa, but... Mm-hmm. It's going to be a couple generations before people don't call it the old villa. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on out. We'd love to have you. This is this a community celebration. We're going to mm. celebrate our grads, but it's really about we finally did it. We, we did have it. the yeah. community college you all have deserved. Wow. Um, anyhow, so they started this movement, and they met every Saturday. And then you'll hear the, the couple pivot moments happened in that. First, they got funding through the community foundation. So that gave them the resources to really put on a, a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really speak to why folks would be opposed to it. I think because it's political, right? right? If we allocate more resources to Northwest Pennsylvania, we're taking them from somewhere or we have to do more. So there was strong opposition from some of, uh, of the elected officials in Harrisburg. <clears throat> but they really were able to build that swell of support. And then you're right, that two-day hearing they did, it was virtual. It was right. I th- I'm wasn't around the time I think it was. Ryan's I mean, literally, you had I, one of the uh, one of the board members, one of the 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 state school board members, was sitting on her her balcony somewhere in Philadelphia suburbs, you know, with her sunglasses on, you know, watching testimony. It was an unbelievable, uh, a historic moment, you know. Yeah, well, Bishop Rock was a critical moment. Mm-hmm. Now, one yes, of the things he was. they did yes. is they went out and went to the faith based community. So we had built the support for the businesses. The business said, "We get it. We got to have a workforce. We got to have training." They, that mm-hmm. was easy right those that were fans of the higher education and finally i think the 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 last straw or the 
that really pushed it to the tipping point was we got the faith-based community. So you had the, the synagogue was out there, the black mm-hmm. church is the, uh, the traditional, the, the Catholic church had representation. And yeah. actually, uh, in this video, it's just really beautiful. Bishop Brock says he was reading the room and it was clear the votes weren't there. And he said, that's it, I had it. It was time somebody stood up for those that didn't have a voice. And if they don't want to recognize all those who deserve it, I'm going to call it out as it is. And so he made these impassioned remarks. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was July 8th, 2020, they said, that's it. We're going to take a vote. And they voted. And the Board of Education did it. It wasn't over yet. Because at that point, the Senate president down in Harrisburg was totally opposed to it. Scarnati, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and threatened a lawsuit. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of tension. And so that's why we started so quickly. Our board made a, a, a conscious decision to said, let's just start and get students in there. So if he does indeed issue a lawsuit, it, the judge might be less likely to issue a stay if it would have a negative impact on students. And so things happened very quickly. So that was um, 2020. By 2021, they had an interim president in place. The county uh, council had appointed our own board. Mm-hmm. Um, I came on board in, 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 in mid twenty. 2021 and we started classes september 1st 2021 yeah you literally i think i was gonna say you literally had maybe a few weeks like a handful of weeks to prepare for classes in the fall it was really remarkable it yeah and still feels that pace is still happening (laughs) it's crazy but well when, when you think about okay so here you are uh this this community college policy wonk in in the midwest and um have you been able to design the kind of community college that you'd always dreamed of? For the most part, yeah. I still don't like bureaucracy. I still don't like that yeah. there's Pennsylvania Department of Education rules, that mm-hmm. there's you know, certain other rules, because some of those are limiting. Like I'll tell you, best thing you can do, if you ever see somebody going to college, well, the first question we always ask when we hear somebody's going to college is always, what's your major? Right. Majors are dumb. <laughs> we know that 82% of folks entering college as a freshman will change their major within wow. the first year. We also know that the jobs that are coming don't even exist and the skills don't even exist. If I could really change all of higher education, I'd get rid of majors and I'd start to ask things like, how do you want to change the world? Do you want to help people? Is it healthcare? Do you you like making people better? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like Mm -hmm. to make things? Do you like to problem solve? And then teach this really wide array of skills kind of that they have a passion about. I can't do that, right? Because there's this, you know, there's these rules with the Department of Education and these, and again, I, I can't control what the four years do with their curriculum, so. Right. Uh, but no, we've absolutely done it. So a couple things, a couple points that really help make us stand out. We are totally different than most other colleges. We have classes start every two months. Because you know what? My students are working adults. They're folks who go off and say, I can't wait to go to the Ohio State University. And they're there two weeks and realize they're so homesick and they don't feel like they belong. They want to be back with their families. That student doesn't deserve to have to wait a whole nother year to pick up some academic credits. You know what? They can jump in with us, take some credits, and then they find where they want to land and go transfer that on. So how many uh, how many cycles are there if you're starting every two months? About five a year. So you okay. can count on classes starting sometime around late August, two months after that, early October. Then we, we come back in uh, late January, February. Uh, early February we'll start. Same thing in March, and then we'll start a term in the summer. Wow. And there's a couple other terms mixed in there, too, because, like, in the fall, we literally, there are a number of students who go off to college and come back. So we intentionally put a 12-week program in because we know, why should those students lose a whole year? Mm. Right? It happens. We know this is an industry. We know it's just not a fit. And, unfortunately, they don't know that until they're there. I don't want to see that student sitting around waiting and and not, not building on their successes and feeling like 
they didn't do what they thought they were going to do. So why not get them into classes? They're not going to graduate from me. So my critics at community college say, oh, you're a failure. You, you, you graduate an abysmal 25% of students. Right, yeah. You're yeah. right, we do. Mm. Because we got them ready to go on to Penn State or to Penn West or wherever. Talk about the, the concept of... I'm a big uh, proponent of the Strengths Finders tool, that, that that Gallup tool of of really homing in on your five core strengths. And and I know that there's all kinds of tools that they use in in high school to try to you know narrow down on what a, a, what a, a a young person's aptitude might be. Is there such a thing that you can use as an evaluating tool? To talk about things, hey, what what do you how do you how do you dream? How do you want to change the world, or what what drives your passion? Yeah, we can, we absolutely do, and we use that tool at the college. When we get a student come in, we'll give them it's similar similar to Strengths Finder. It's a little more career focused, okay. right? And then it will tell us here are the types of careers that might be you might be suited for, and here's why we think that. So mm-hmm. it'll tell us things like we saw you kept picking things like you'd like to work with your hands. But then the really real challenge is we got to teach students what those jobs are, what those jobs could be. I use the hospital example. If you talk, if you go into any junior high right now and ask people, what are the jobs at a hospital? They'll, they'll tell you, doctors and nurses, almost true and through. Well, that's great. What about the other 80% of employees in hospitals? <laughs> what about the IT guy or the coder or, you know, yeah, the, the HR finance manager, people, the, the, the HR, janitorial? Yes, yeah. I mean, wow. we don't think I of was that. a janitor at, at a hospital. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We don't think of those jobs. And those yep. jobs are just as critical and important. And so that's the other thing, you know, we push it. And I'm guilty. I've got two kids. I want them to have the best possible job, highest paying job. I want them to not have any challenges or worries. Well, that's not reality because I think I'm not unique. Every one of us that has children wants that. But the reality mm-hmm. is we don't need 25 CEOs for our company. <laughs> right. We need right. one. That's not going to work. Yeah. So yeah. there's a challenge there. But, yeah, we absolutely do that. And then we also um, – one of the things – another thing we're doing that makes us unique is I want every student to get hands-on experience. I want first a couple two things. A, every class ought to be helping the student understand how the skills they're learning will be used in the workforce. Mm-hmm. We know students. The number one reason students go to college because they want they want to make sure they get a better job or a well paying job. So why in the world are we still allowing the luddites to go back there and think we're doing this because we want to learn the classical languages and learn mm-hmm. how everybody else did? That's silly. Our students don't want to do that. You can still teach those skills, but at least make it relevant for them. Help them connect it to work. And the second part of that is I want them in the workforce. So if somebody says, I want to go into mass communication, Joe, I'm going to be calling you and say, yeah. hey, can, uh, can they sit in and job shadow you for a couple of weeks and start to understand what it's like, right? Because they might get the sexy being on the air part. They're not going to get when you're out there hustling, trying to build those relationships, trying to make sure you got everyone lined up, make sure you've got sponsors going. They need to see that because right. what I don't want them to do is spend two years at my college learning it, get into the workforce and go, oh, my goodness. Um, literally in my career, I can tell you a handful of students who have decided they're going to go into nursing until they get to the phlebotomy and they see the blood. Wow. If you can't handle blood, yeah, you shouldn't go into you nursing. You should not be a nurse. So let's, let's teach them that up front so they don't make that mistake. Dr. Gray, uh, when we talk about these 28 students, what are they graduating in? What kinds of degrees are they getting uh, from the college there? Yeah, so let me just kind of remind our listeners that we offer, if you think about it, three essential types of degrees. Okay. Well, really, one's a certificate, right? So about, I think, nine of our students actually have welding certificates. So they've come out in nine months. They've gotten focused training. Actually, I think... Don't quote me here, but I keep I keep getting one at a time. Almost all of them have already landed jobs. I bet. So we are starting to help to fill that workforce need. And you can't talk to a manufacturing company that isn't in need of welder right now. Mm-hmm. 
right? Um, and then we offer two types of degrees. When you, anytime you hear the community college say, and it's associate of applied, when you hear that word applied, that's, that's trick for it's not designed to go on for a four-year degree. It's designed to get right in the workforce. So an associate of applied science in nursing gets you ready to immediately be a nurse. Associate of applied science in, you know, diesel mechanics is de- designed to teach you to go be a diesel mechanic. Um, and so we have a, a about a, about another third of those, 10 of those are actually have applied degrees in business. Oh, okay, business, right? I gotcha. Um, and then another 10 of them have our general associates degrees, which is designed for transfer. And we happen to know that uh, many of them are, we've got a couple going to the Penn State system. Uh, about six of them are heading over to the PASHE system. The vast majority of those right here at Penn West. So community colleges tend to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So these students are going to immediately populate Edinburgh, Clarion, um, or the new names. I don't mean to. Right. Penn yeah. West, Penn West Edinburgh, right. Clarion, California. Right. Um, and then we have one that's going to head to Mercyhurst. So okay. we're, we're thrilled by that. We, um, yeah, so, that, you know, I think. And are they kind of taking care of their core curriculum these first couple of years for the, something like that? Or? So here's a great visual. If you think about a four-year degree as a giant pizza pizza, cut it into three slices. Okay. One, one, one slice of that, one-third is general education. Check. Community, if you graduate with a transfer-focused associate degree, check, done. We teach the PA-30. So that's uh, it's internal jargon. That means we teach all the general education that's required from any Pennsylvania school. So if you take those 30 courses, you're done with gen ed. Check. Yeah. The other third is major, right? So if you have a like – my have a bachelor's degree in theater. Mm. Um, my son has a bachelor's degree in business, right? So about a third, of course, about 40 credit hours are in that major. And then the other one I call exploratory. Mm-hmm. Right. That's for the vast majority of people who are like, I don't know what I want to do, but I'd love to go take this welding course. But, you know, I also think I'd like to learn about accounting. We want them to explore. We want them to be well-rounded learners and thinkers. So the other third of that is that. So we get that the, the base third. We get your general education. But then we give you time to either if you know what your major is going to be, you can potentially if we have that program and you can start to take courses towards your major. If you don't. Use this time to explore while you're at a much more economical choice. Take that welding and that accounting or that philosophy or that film appreciation course and figure out what what gets you excited, makes you want to go learn more. So it's, it's key that we understand what that's all about. So insofar as that you will have you will have even in the humanities you're going to have duplicating courses that you might see at a four-year absolutely we're we are what the model we call is a comprehensive community college so if you go next door to ohio let me go wisconsin because i know wisconsin for sure i think ohio follows the same model but wisconsin has technical colleges all they teach are the applied degrees okay certificates and applied degrees only workforce 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 comprehensive community colleges provide access to all of higher education. So you can do the same thing at technical college, but we also can then prepare people for that first two years of a four-year degree. Gotcha. In, in, in Pennsylvania, we're the 15th community college. We are a comprehensive community college. So uh, we, offer, we offer general education courses. Um, we don't right now, but at some point we could offer pre-major courses. Mm-hmm. So if we all of a sudden say, hey, uh, we need tons majoring in business because Erie Insurance is planning a huge expansion. We need a lot more people to have more marketing. We could start to offer a, cor- a, a, a set of courses or curricula in marketing to prepare people then to go finish that at Edinburgh or go to Gannon or Mercyhurst and finish that four-year degree. Right now, we're not doing that. I'm not real keen on that because okay. it's being done elsewhere. If you right. know, if you are one of those few people that know very, very beginning what you're going to do, um, I'm happy to talk to you. If we don't have it, I'll, I'll tell you that straight up. This, what yeah. about on the earlier side, though? 
Okay, instead of, uh, I mean, I understand with, with the pre-major stuff, but what about the matriculation stuff? Sometimes you need that bridge from high school to the higher ed rigor. So what do you guys do for that? And do you have special support for some students? Oh, that's our entire model is based on special support. We Every course you take at EC3 will have a student success coach. Right, okay. so you got your faculty who's doing your normal faculty things. First of all, we we coach and to, and teach and support our faculty to engage with you. Hey, you haven't been in class a couple days. What's going on? Hey, this assignment is not doesn't reflect your typical work. What's going on? What what's what are you missing? How can I help? Right. Then we also have the success coach who will say, Hey, I I know you're trying. You haven't been in class, and I know you had, didn't share with the instructor, but. What's going on? We maybe find out it's food insecurity, right? They need to pick up an extra shift or they got kicked out of their house or their car broke down. So we will wrap those support services around because if we want to solve the workforce needs, mm-hmm. I'm going to use a band example here. If you, if you know band well, you sit in first, second, third chair and so forth. So first chair is typically your best player. Everyone wants the first chair. If you're a first chair in whatever your field is, you can go to pretty much any, maybe not some of the Ivy League elites, but you can go to any college you want in America. Well, you know what? Schmucks like me never were first chair. But you know what? I was pretty talented. Right, right. But I was also working because yeah. I had to help pay the family bills. So I didn't get those extra music. I don't, I don't do music. But right, I didn't right. get those extra lessons. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that time to go do the community band, mm-hmm. right? But you know what? All of a sudden, when some somebody at community college took, advantage, took, took me on, put me under their wing, and gave me that time, and I had that billet, all of a sudden, I was playing almost first chair level. Wow. And so that's what I think we've got to do. We, we need to focus on that second, third, and fourth chair mm-hmm. and recognize chairs matter when you're in high school. They don't matter in the real world. Right. You know? Right. But we get so stuck on I, I love to hear people say, Oh, my son's my, my son or my daughter or my child is so smart. Yeah, I got average kids. <laughs> I'm okay with that. My youngest one barely graduated high school, so hopefully. But, but he's you not never listening. know if you know, if let's just face it, maybe maybe your your math teacher that's teaching you uh, trigonometry and, and pre calculus was just a jerk and you just did not connect. But now you're saddled with that lack of knowledge, and then you have then you're thrown into higher ed. I mean, that could be dangerous. You know? Yeah. Well, we know, and we know there's a there's a major disconnect between our high school system and our, mm-hmm. our college. We know that um, about eighty percent of people who graduate high school do not place into college level math. Wow. They met eighty percent. Yeah. They met the high school requirement, but when they go to place now, some of that's they waited till they were thirty to take it. Nobody remembers those formulas, right? Right. But even in writing, fifty yeah. percent. Dr. Gray, you were talking about some of the foundation of getting the community college started, but we we are now not not uh, we're kind of towards the end of the beginning, aren't we? What's what are the major goals that would kind of say, "Hey, we're we're arrived." Certainly, the first commencement is one of them, right? Absolutely, the commencement's a real it's a real signal. It's a symbol. We're putting people right in the workforce. We're we're making true on the promise that we said, right? Another big thing that consumes a lot of what we do is accreditation. So accreditation is a big, ugly federal process that takes five to seven years. Wow. And the reason that's important, once we become a candidate for accreditation, which I'm hoping will happen in the next year to 18 months, um, once we do that, our students will be eligible for federal financial aid. We know our students tend to be poorer than other college students. We know that two-thirds of our students work a a part-time job while they're in school. Almost a third of our students actually have to work two or more part-time jobs while they're students, right? We know that over 50, about 60% of community college students in the nation 
are what we call Pell eligible. So that means they meet federal poverty levels, right? So getting access to those funds is critical for our students. Um, incredibly proud of my staff. We just submitted a 2,500-page report called the Accreditation Readiness Report to show that we meet all these standards that are set forth by the, the federal government and to show we have the processes in place and that we're collecting data, we're learning from that data, that we're being ethical, that we're being true to our mission, that we're serving students. And so that's a huge um, kind of element of what we do. And then as we continue to branch out into different industry sectors, right? So we started the college with just a, a, with a business degree, a, a transfer degree, and a computer degree. Well, this year we added tons in manufacturing, right? We added mm. welding, CNC, uh, millwright training, um, <clears throat> electrical automation. Um, next year we're working behind the scenes right now with our healthcare systems um, to try to really branch into healthcare because we know those are where the jobs are, and that's where, as a, as a as a area, we can't thrive if we don't have good jobs that draw people here and keep businesses here. Do you anticipate, like, like for example, for healthcare? Are we talking about, let's say, a certified, um, what do you call that, uh, nurse uh, assistant? I mean, we're, we're talking about stackable skills, right? Yeah, so in some or areas, would you they're stackable. Come up with an RN out of this triple C. Yeah, so let's, so let's talk that through. So okay. nursing is crazy, so yes. it's all over the place. So let's talk CNA. So if you go, so for instance, my mother was just in a rehab facility for two months. So she yeah. dealt with a CNA. The CNA was the primary person that would take care of her and come in and say, hey, Mrs. Gray, how are you feeling today? Did you eat your mood? Hey, do you, what do you want for that? Right. That's mm -hmm. the, the, the person that does that. So in the hospital, you get somebody like that too. But we lately, we started to call them patient care techs, PCTs. Okay. So really, they have the same skills as the CNA, but they also have phlebotomy and they can do ECG or e, I think it's ECG, but I know it as EKG. I'm not sure if they're the same. Right. Anyhow. But cardiogram. Yeah. yeah. So they have a little more high skilled. But the other difference is, so we're going to actually do both of those trainings. The one we're going to do on the non-credit basis, we're going to come in quickly, get you the credential so you can go work at any of the local nursing homes, retirement communities. You can immediately start taking care of people. Now, for the stackable one, those that we know want a career in healthcare, we're going to actually push them into our credit-based program, our patient care tech, which will be okay. a year or so long. It'll have a lot more lab clinical experiences. We're going to get you in the hospital, working under the tutelage of an experienced nurse, working in that system, understanding what it's like, dealing with patients, right? And then we're also going to uh, potentially branch in. I mean, my board needs to approve all this. We're potentially going to branch into <clears throat> a LPN, mm -hmm. so a licensed professional nurse. And so that is about a year and a half of training, right? And, mm -hmm. and they care for our, our patients just like most nurses. Um, each hospital determines what LPNs can and can't do slightly right. different versus an RN. And then a four-year, or I'm sorry, the two-year degree is an RN, and that's the that's the, the degree that um, we may at some point branch into. We decided we didn't need to branch into it right now right. because UPMC just started a fantastic program that gave students here in Erie County accessibility. So we're going to say we're going to focus on the LPN. At some point, we'll be there. We've talked to UPMC. We said it's it's a re it's it's a, a reality. I mean, most community colleges provide most of your healthcare folks. Then when we do that, then I'm going to reach out to my four-year partners, of which I have articulation agreements or in, in the works with every single um, major player here in the Northwest Pennsylvania, I'm going to reach out to them and say, do a, an RN to BSN completion on mm -hmm. my campus. So let's get them through that. We'll get them hired as a nurse at, at, at Hammett. Hammett has a great reimbursement program, and, and, and so does AHN. They both do. They'll actually pay their employees to go back and finish that BSN. Wow. And they could be able to do that right here in Erie. I mean, that's what that's the power of this collaboration when we all work together. So 
So so basically, at any of these points, though, you can you can branch off and start working, or you should start working. So I'm thinking like this PCT. That's where your phlebotomist come in, or maybe your your uh, your your techs that are answering phones at a doctor's office or something like that, right? I mean, yeah, it gets kind a, of. Or, yeah, yeah, it gets really complex. So does it? Your your phlebotomist actually has specialized training, but they okay. they may have started in PCT and say, I love the blood part. <laughs> I love it. So now, so let me, do you anticipate a phlebotomy though? Yeah, probably in a generation or so. Yeah, no time soon right now. I mean, we need okay. to grow, and we need. I mean, we have a lot to do, and and, and honestly, there's there are more jobs as CNAs or uh, patient okay. care techs sure. than there are phlebotomists right now. Interesting. Now right. there's a shortage, so we're also looking at digital medical sonographies. We sat down with uh, AHN, Leecom, and UPMC. They said we desperately need people to do. The, the, the radiography type things. And I said, okay, let's talk. What are the jobs? What do you need? We do a whole process. How many jobs will there be? Does it play a family sustaining wage, right? If it do, if it meets all those criteria, we say, what would it take us to get into that? And so how you, are you guys fully embedded then in this this whole concept of a high impact or, you know, uh, the, there's, there's this list of jobs that comes out of the Northwest Job Connect of saying, hey, this is what we're going to need. We're going to need 20,000 whatevers in the next 10 years, you know. That's where we start. That's we where you that live. Every time. Okay. Yep. Wow. And, and we say, is that, what a, is that what a community college does, right? Because if that's if you say, you know, that's a liberal arts skill, then go talk to the liberal arts colleges, right? But if it's, if it's the type of training that we typically would do, we jump on it. But then we do a whole other study. We want to talk to our local employers as well because sometimes those can get skewed. You can have a – suppose you had a large aerospace engineer in mm-hmm. – in, you know, I don't know, in Warren. Yeah. Well, it skews the Northwest Pennsylvania. There's jobs, but they're all in Warren. Well, then we wouldn't jump on that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right? And so the challenge I have, and a lot of the business owners who are listening know this, I'll, they'll tell me, that, you know, it's like, great, how many positions open right now? And how many do you project over the next five to 10 years? Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing behind the scenes math saying, well, there are, there are 10 companies this size. So if each needs three, that's 30 people over the next 10 years. And I say, I know my business model. I've got to be responsible taxpayer dollars. So then I say, okay, hey, look, we can do this, but I can't build a business model. So if it's that important to you, how do we partner where I can get to a break-even point and I'm being responsible taxpayer dollars, but we can still meet your, your short-term need? And that's the really creative things, the, the partnerships that we're starting to see. We've got one right now with UPMC with our Surge Tech program. Wow. They, they were desperate for Surge Techs, and those are the folks that um, take care of you in, in the surgery suite, right? They said, hey, we need... I'm losing surgeons are threatening to leave my system because there's not, I can't get the, 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 the operating suite open enough. And I said, I'd love to help you, but we're just, this was last year they came. I said, we're just not ready. We don't even have a, a campus right. at that point. Right. He said, well, what if I gave you my facility? What if you actually use a suite to teach in? Oh my. And so it was that type of partnership. So now we have a cohort of students that I think will graduate next December. Uh, I think it's 13 students that are UPC MC employees. They've already enculturated. They're already invested, and they love working at the company. That are getting this, and they are going to be in high pain. And frankly, they're going to they're going to make more than the faculty teaching them wow. when they graduated. And it allows our it allows our region to thrive. And so we're talking with AH and as well, saying what's that look like. We're mm-hmm. partnering with LeCom to say we with LeCom we can do. Um, Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on it. It's a after a two year degree, they can go on for three more years and have a master's degree that will lead into a doctoral program. So we're looking at those types of partnerships to say, how do we get people into the workforce? Amazing. Uh, right now, when you're while you're still waiting for accreditation, um, how how is this getting paid for? Because at one point, tuition was free. Is it still free? It is. It is. It so, is. Yep. 
We've got, uh, we actually just recently, the uh, thanks to the county government, used the first round of ARP funding and, and, and allocated $1.75 million towards tuition. We just did the last drawdown of that. So that money is now gone. But we also, through the, the generosity and support of the Erie Community Foundation and um, uh, particularly the Susan uh, Hurst Hagen Fund in that, the college was gifted an amount. And so we're going to pull from that money the... And then, frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep pushing the June 3rd graduation. Come on over. I'll have my foundation set up. And I'm going to ask all of you to help and be a champion mm-hmm. for some other future student. And so we're going to do our best to try to keep tuition, particularly for those who have the economic needs, to do no out-of-cost if we can, out-of-pocket cost if we can, up until we get accreditation. Not wow. sure we'll be able to do it, but we are going to fight like crazy to make that happen. Uh, it, that's incredible. The um, The other, like, you know, when you're swarming and saying, okay, we, you've got a manufacturer who's saying, I have this need, I have that need. Uh, you were mentioning that there could be a model where that manufacturer or, or that business person uh, could have skin in the game. Like they could, they could contribute toward the, the funding of this thing. I think that, that, that's one of those missing links that uh, people need to understand that could be apparent there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't have a problem telling the manufacturer, say, hey, jump in here. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'd be great if we just provided a great, easily employable, transferable skills. But the reality is it's, a, it's everyone is struggling right now mm-hmm. across the boards. And so um, potential, uh, we're negotiating behind the scenes with the three hospital systems. They're all come to the table with, with promises, significant promises to invest in their employees to pay for their education. That's what I need. If you're helping that student, if you're going to, you know, if, if you're a company and you can say, look, we don't have a lot of excess cash, so I can't just throw money at this program, and I, I don't have mm-hmm. access to equipment to make a donation, but right. I'll commit to funding three employees while they're on my clock. I'm going to pay that. I'm going to pay them on the clock so they don't lose income, and I'm going to pay their tuition. And then in return, sometimes those employees return back and say, I'll commit to work for you at least five years after I complete the degree. That's the type of creative partnership. So I'm not coming to just hands out and saying, right. give me money, money, money. I'll take it. If you want to give me money, I'll take it. Well, and um, it's not, but it's not really fair <laughs> in the other way around of saying, okay, we want, we want, uh, we, we need six people with this particular CAD program under their belt. And, uh, and you know, they need to be trained exactly the way we want them. And then we're going to give them uh hire them why not yeah why not participate yeah. in that well, but we'll do yeah. that too but yeah. i won't do that in my i won't do that on my credit side <laughs> right, right? right so right, comprehensive yeah. community college yeah. we do okay. non-credit so if you if you're a business owner sure. you need customized training if you say we've got this new software program coming in and i need people to know how to use it call us we are the education experts we may not know that discipline but we will find that trainer we'll provide that here's the difference i don't subsidize that with <laughs> county or state dollars yes i'm you're if you're a for-profit business I'm going to charge you for profit rates and we're going to do a markup on it. Yeah. That's not our primary business, but we know that our, our industry, our, our region can't thrive if we get held back by that. So we're doing this right now. We, we just invested a significant amount of money in industrial maintenance trainers, right? Mm. So every time a company gets a, a new piece of equipment, it sometimes taxes the workforce because it has new technology. So we try to work with that company, find out what that technology is, be ahead of that. We'll bring the trainer to them or send your folks over to our facility. We'll give you a three or four day refresher. Mm-hmm. And get your employee, your current employees, the confidence. So, I mean, that's that's the difference, right? Yeah, like people yeah. didn't get that when we talked about the community college. They thought, well, we already have Gannon and Edinburgh right, and right. Uh, Mercyhurst. Well, we, sure, we do some of what they do, but most of them are not in those fields at all. Talk about the age, because we. I, I think last time you were here, you said the average age is like twenty nine or something like that. That's nationwide. 
That's nationwide. We're what higher. are you doing? You're older. Yeah, well, I think that's the backlog, right? People have been waiting yes. for this. So, yeah, our average age, the last the last cohort date I had, I think, was fall, and I think we were down to about 33. So the average age of our student is 33, and most of them take, on average, eight credits. So if you think of a 15 out credit hours as a typical semester, mm-hmm. most of ours are taking eight. Why? Because they're caring for their parents. They're running their kids somewhere. They're working a job or whatever that is or they're balancing or maybe honestly sometimes it's their students at other universities who are just coming here for the value proposition and then we'll transfer those credits back in so oh my goodness at 33 though it it makes you wonder okay what's happening from that person or it could be somebody that dropped out of school and is trying to get back at it but there are many that you know what 18 hits they graduate from high school and like they, you know, they might have a job somewhere, maybe uh, not not going to ever call anything a dead end job, but it may not be to their utmost potential. Right. And then they grow up a little bit. There's there's a strategic age there at 18 or at 20, 22, 24 years old. It's like, hey, uh, life is kind of catching up to me. Maybe I should get my act together here. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. But there's a flip side of that, too. We have a lot of people who are in the high paying jobs. They're just saying, I don't love this. I'm, this isn't fulfilling. So they're the ones that will come back and take our literature course. Interesting. And take a humanities or take a, a social science course and say, I want to help people, right? Mm-hmm. Nationwide, 8% of community college graduates already hold a four-year college degree. That's because amazing. we are truly the community's college. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, we serve that. Um, and you hit it. So, I'm, I, again, I'm going to keep pushing. Come on out. This is this is our celebration in a couple of weeks. Come to that graduation. We're going to show one student story. They're also, that one's not available yet. The rest are available on our social media pages. You can hear firsthand from our students. Mm-hmm. I don't need to sit here and listen to them. They'll tell you. You know, we just did recent stories. That she, exactly what you described. She went off to college, hated it, dropped out, didn't think college was for her finally got sick of the run around the workforce and said, I need that college degree. So she came back to us. I, I would guess she's in her, her 30s. The student we're going to feature um, at graduation actually grew up in a lot of the violence here in Erie wow. and knew he needed to get out of that. He tells his story. He said, I've got kids now. I can't do this. I can't. I've got to turn something around. I'm, this is my last ditch effort to try it. And he's been nothing but successful. He is a model student. He volunteers. He's on the SGA. He's a leader in the hallways. He mentors other. He owns his own business now. Just, wow. But most people wouldn't consider him, right? But that's what a community college does. What, what, do you see a potential or at least rising potential coming out of the high schools of saying, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to my kids about the community college. Yeah, if this was available, I might have gone there before I matriculated to four year, you know? By the time I retire, if they don't fire me first. <laughs> wow. I mean, community college presidents, right? We're, right. we're high at risk, it's, right? It's, the moment enrollment changes, so you don't bring money you know? in, they're like, that's the president's fault, he's gone. <laughs> right. Um, no, we've got a great board. Um, I, I am confident that at minimum one in four of every student that graduates from any of our 14 high schools will attend Erie County Community College. Wow. And my last institution, we are almost at one in three. Really? Yeah. We know that. Well, we know this. I mean, I, we all act shocked by these data, but we know in the last cohort of people who graduated with a bachelor's degree, 52% of them had community college credit on their transcripts. So look, I say this and people laugh at me. I know that we're off in the armpit of higher education, but I don't care. My, my, my wife has me. stayed employed for 30 years on her associate's degree. And, and, and she's one of the top 
in her firm. Uh, the uh, absolutely, uh, and I have a, a friend who uh, graduated from the same community college in, in New Jersey as my wife, who you know owns this significant company here in town, and it does such a great job. Um, so let's talk about access. Uh, did you guys buy Old Villa now? No, we're in a long-term lease. Okay. Um, at some point, it may become we we we, we would consider that, but um, uh, the the Villa Prep folks at this point, because it was such transition, they said, you know, we're not sure we want to sell it yet. Okay. And I said, well, we're not. We don't want to be short-term renters because we've already made some significant investments to really ramp that up and make it really function as a college. It's already a great building built for classes, but we need to do things like build some of those labs we need. So sure. we're in a long-term relationship. It's been a great partnership with that. Um, uh, yeah, so we're right on the bus line too. I mean, oh, not on the bus access, line. Yeah. We changed that, man. We're gonna fight like hell for our <laughs> students. We put a bus stop on our campus, right next to my front door. <laughs> That's fabulous. And we buy a pass for our students. We know mm. that the students can't afford the bus fare, so yeah. we will take care of that. We're gonna try to take down those barriers. Yeah, social determinants of education, right there. Transportation, a huge one, right? I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time in, in, in K twelve talking about quality of teachers and school money and all that. I can tell you from a data perspective, if you tell me the students in the parents income level and their education level with a great level of certainty i can predict their academic wow. success wow. you know what i know my students are poor poor is a challenge to being successful academically so we're going to solve that for them but yeah so that's our we call that our erie west campus yep. we also have our erie east campus st ben's yeah right? the old st ben's we also still down in cory because we those those folks need us down there and then we're also on our summit campus which is right next to the voc tech high school on that on that property and so so, so there was like a, a second building that you guys took over right because i had uh, erie county technical school here talking about that you've pretty much taken over the whole welding deal for adults right yeah so I, we hope that we're still trying to negotiate and then figure that out they've they're in there right now because oh, of the okay. high school uh as they're doing the remodel but yeah we're hoping as they phase back in the high school that space was built for manufacturing training mm -hmm. it's perfect for us we're trying to figure out if it's the right partnership for both entities i sure hope it is um, because frankly i can walk in there the infrastructure's there i walk in there drop some new power put, put some fresh paint and i'm ready to go wow Right. I can't do that in a lot of these older buildings, you know, around here. Is there still an online element to this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so community, I'm shocked. I was in a meeting with a, a, a liberal arts college president today. and He's like, well, yeah, we're getting used to this online stuff ever since COVID. And I thought, what are you talking about? If you want to be accessible to students, particularly working students, you can't just have the face to face model. We have we at community colleges moving when COVID hit. It wasn't a big deal for us. We've been teaching on. I've, I personally have been teaching online since 2000. That's amazing. I've been using the same tools you teach online. Yep. <laughs> the old modem sounds, right? You know, people used to fly me all over the nation because I was using this advanced technology and they wanted me to demonstrate at these academic conferences. It was PowerPoint. <laughs> and I only did that because my handwriting is so poor that nobody could read it. And so literally I was, my friend was in the hospital and they had a, a nurse had a computer there and I was like, oh, she's got the whole Microsoft suite. Like nobody had it back then. I'm, I'm like, I want to learn this stuff. Wow. So I taught myself PowerPoint sitting in the hospital with friends. So that's amazing. We've got to uh, bring this plane in for a landing again, June 3rd, the first commencement of the Erie County Community College. Everyone's cohort. welcome. That's come amazing. see the governor, come celebrate our students, come celebrate the work you've all done to make them to make it our community college. And uh, the summer semester begins on June 20th. You can apply now at ECCCPA.org. Dr. Christopher Gray, good to see you, sir. Thank you.
You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.